This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint, left, G, U, corner, half back, flat, on two, ready, right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42. Blue 42. Rock, the other big news this morning, not related to the Seahawks, Cam Newton released by the New England Patriots. Billy don't mess around, does he? No, he does not. No, he does not. The Mac Jones era has begun. Okay, that's fine, though. But they're keeping him over Brian Hoyer? I'm sorry. They're keeping Brian Hoyer over Cam Newton. Yep. That doesn't make any sense. I don't think Bill likes drama, Danny. And, and <laughs> I, I, I don't... <laughs> He's not I'm, the USA Network character's welcome. Maybe wrong on that one. I may be elite, but I, I don't think he's, he's real fond of... Off-field headlines, I just, yeah, I, we all wondered, was that going to be a fit a year ago? Cam was a good pro. Cam was limited as a thrower. Then, obviously, he gets a little bit of money this offseason, not huge guarantees, and certainly not enough guarantees that the Patriots would not make this move. I, did, I was just reading Daniel Jeremiah, and he made, I think, a good point, too, before hopping on with you. I, I think for the next decade, we will now look at Mac Jones versus Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan went with upside, went with ceiling, went with a guy that could really run, a little bit more of a dual threat, right? Because everybody linked Mac Jones to San Francisco. That was that was the buzz. That that's who Kyle Shanahan targeted, right? He was at his pro day, and that was you know perfect fit. Matt Ryan clone, get the ball out, incredibly accurate, wonderful processor, everything else. And then Shanahan on draft day goes a different direction. Mac Jones ends up in New England, and I think those two will be tied for a long, long, long time. So that's the quarterback conversation this morning. At cornerback, the Seahawks, Brock, traded for another one. Former UW corner, Jaguars corner, Sidney Jones. They've also traded for John Reed in the past week. How are you feeling about the position? Danny's feeling good about it going into the year. I'm a little freaked out. This probably means Trey Flowers gets released as well, right? I don't know, man. You think so? Saw a tweet about that mm-hmm. suggested by Greg Bell, but I I don't know, honestly, at this point in time. You would think that that's a guy that they would trust to potentially have his depth. Well, I think this these moves show you that he he's not a guy they trust because right. he can't he can't play the ball, Paul. He unfortunately yeah. converted safety that you felt like you know is long and can play the kick step and stay over the top of people. But you know when you're getting beaten preseason by backup receivers and backup quarterbacks, that's just that does not spell good thing. It's not a harbinger of good things to come. So I I don't at two point one million. I think Sydney's about half the cost. Of Trey Flowers, and, and not that they don't have cap space, and they got plenty of cap space, but I just, yeah, I, I don't I don't think Trey is going to be around with all of these additions. I do like Sydney. I, I made that note last night on Twitter when that move was made. He is a guy that can play the football. I don't know how many times I've told you guys this. You need corners that can play the football. Who can actually see the ball in the air? Who can react to it? Who can play it like a receiver? Really, since Richard Sherman. The Seahawks have not been able to find that kind of difference maker to take the ball away. Shaq Griffin got his payday, got his bag. He's got a lot of money. Uh, I, I love Shaq Griffin. He was physical. He did a lot of things well. But he didn't play the ball in college. He didn't play the ball here in Seattle and in Sidney Jones and DJ Reed. You've got a few guys that can attack the football, which is, I think, a huge priority still in the system. Seattle wanted to resign Shaquille Griffin. The price ended up getting too high. Instead of going out and buying the best corner they could, 
with that money that they'd allotted for Griffin or making a high push to, to using a resource, whether it's trading for Stephon Gilmore. They brought in Akella Witherspoon. Yep. They drafted Trey Brown. They traded for John Reed, and they've now traded for Sidney Jones. Is the strength and numbers approach the right one to take at this position? Well, for for me, it it, it is in particular with Shaq Griffin because I just I didn't see him as a player worthy of that kind of money and financial security. If you're going to be that kind of corner, pay that kind of dough. To me, you've got to impose fear on a, on a quarterback. You've got to be able to take away uh, the best people on the other side. You got to be able to to be just a game wrecker. And, you know, we saw a lot of Shaq, and that was not him for four years. So I would not make Danny that investment in him. If you've got an elite guy like a Richard Sherman was, they committed to him. They paid him big money and believed in him. But they didn't believe to me, and, and I think that's the right decision, that the volume is a little more important here, and you keep, you know, biting at the apple till till you get it right. And Sidney went healthy. That, that was his problem, right? Toward the Achilles uh, on his pro day. It was catastrophic. I watched it happen. I was actually there. Uh, he falls to the second round. Ultimately, I don't think he's ever had his elite twitch and speed back. But he compensates because he knows the game. He compensates because he can play the football in the air. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he pushes very, very quickly here to get on the field. Question two. Two. All right, Brock, we go from a question about a former Husky in Sydney Jones to one about the current Huskies. We had our big press conference yesterday. They unveiled the depth chart. I'm a little concerned because they have 13 offensive starters listed. Hope they know that you can only play 11. You can only start 11. They had too many too many starters listed on offense. Yep. But uh, who is the best pro prospect off of this Huskies roster? And I'm talking about guys that would conceivably be eligible for next year's draft, the 2022 draft. So you cut your nephew... All of the other freshmen and sophomores, first-year, second-year guys, are not part of this conversation. This is guys that could conceivably be eligible for next year's draft. Who's the best pro sport? I think there's two that are probably right there. Play different positions. We just got done talking about cornerback positions. I think McDuffie's one of those. Ooh, Trent McDuffie. I love it, Trent McDuffie. I mean, Jimmy just continues the pipeline going. Of, of And I was just reading about Elijah Molden last night. Yeah. Yeah, talking about how much this system DBU? Is, is, ready, is ready him for the league, how much you study route concepts, how much just pattern recognition and teaching that you do. It is a pro-style system on the back end, and it's why Buda Baker's gotten paid what he's gotten paid, and, and many of these corners, City Jones still kicking around, and lots and lots of, of Husky secondary players wrap down there with the Rams have been able to make a good living Lots of millions of dollars, and I think strengthen the reputation of Jimmy's development of that phase of it. So I, I, he'd probably be one. Kate Otten would be way up there. Okay. I think if Kate Otten walked or drove, took an Uber down 405, I think he would be a contributor for the Seattle Seahawks this year. I think he's got that kind of a, that kind of a skill set at the tight end position. Those two, Danny, would probably Jackson Kirkland, depending on the year he has. Could he be a, a, a mid-round guy? I think he could, especially with a lot of systems in today's NFL that love that outside zone. I don't know if he projects as an NFL left tackle, probably a little more of a right tackle, but but he would be on the list, and I think those would be the front runners pushing into next April. Why has it been so hard for offensive players from UW to make it happen, at least those taken early in the draft compared to defensive players because as you guys have laid out there's a pretty clear track record of success amongst defensive players at, from UW 
Yeah, I, I'm John Ross and Dante Pettis come to mind, Paul. Yeah. When you say that, your first and second Bishop round picks. Sankey. Yep, uh, Bishop Sankey. I, I will say Miles Gaskin at the end of the draft, and Savon Ahmed have made <laughs> made yeah, a nice true. little nice little push. So, so I think the value has been more maybe at the bottom end of some of those drafts. But John Ross was a little guy. He was unbelievably explosive collegiately. But you even saw in that Alabama game, like, man, you face elite corners and big physical guys. He's going to have a hard time. And Pettis is the enigma for me. I think he's in with the Giants now. I saw him at the end of last season. I, I felt like that guy's just instincts his playmaking in the special teams phase, the all-time leading returner touchdown man in the history of the conference. I thought he projected a little bit better, but the physicality, again, you know, you've, you've got to be a physical, strong, or you got to have elite short area quickness. And unfortunately, those guys at that, at that position, that receiver position, have struggled at the next level. Question number three. Well, Brock, Colin well, Powell. Polly. Keeps dropping number one hit songs about Russell Wilson. And uh, here is the latest from Fox Sports 1. Russell Wilson's Mr. Optimism, Mr. Positive Vibes, Go Hawks. And he's surrounded by a bunch of kind of moody, what's in it for me? I want a contractor. I'm not going to practice. And it's weird. I think Seattle players respect Russell Wilson. But is he one of the guys? Like, I don't know. It's It's very weird. Everybody's what's in it for me, and I'm like, it's 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 I, Russell Wilson. Until this year, was just like focused, children's hospitals, optimism, go Hawks. It's a weird vibe up there. What's the vibe you're getting? Come on, the Brock. weird vibe that Colin Coward's getting from Seattle. I, I can't cast blame on Russell for what Dwayne and Jamal. And Quandre did do. Yeah. I, I I think that's uh, <laughs> no no that's no a reach. no. But is 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 Cowherd right about there being a mismatch that Russ is team first and he's surrounded by a bunch of selfish guys who are just worried about their money? No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's a fair characterization of Dwayne Brown and Quandre Diggs and Jamal. Those guys are concerned about their money. Those guys did make a stand. You know, Danny, <laughs> rightfully so. You. <laughs> You had a little phone with me on Twitter when I uh, what what did I do? Sometimes my Twitter skills aren't great. Oh yeah, you so quote Brady retweeted Henderson, someone yes. instead of just responding to him like a normal person. Instead, <laughs> yes. you decided to go all ivory tower like oh well. Here, Brady, Brady, how many other how many other holdouts are currently ongoing? Whoa 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 whoa, the whoa, whoa 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 no 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 not holdouts hold ins. Oh okay hold ins. My ends. bad. My, my bad. <laughs> Brady, yes. how many of these others are? How many other teams have this many dudes who want more money? <laughs> I, 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 there, I don't think there were many around the league that are holding in. <laughs> I, I didn't get an answer. Brady never, never answered me back you, on that. Because you're not, you're not his boss. You can't go on the internet and tell him to go look this up for you. He's not your research assistant. He's covering the Seahawks. Scribe, I think, I, do this I work he, for me. I think he knew the answer. I think I know the answer. I think you guys know the answer. There's no other team with more than one hold in. That is, you know, I think that is more Pete and John. That's more the dynamic of of the way things are done in Seattle. That's more the good cop that is Pete Carroll, that is Captain Positivity, that is Captain Optimism right alongside Russell. And then Matt Thomas and John Schneider who sit in their tower, who've got to make all the numbers work, who have their plan for the short term, the long term. And they've got to fold all of that in. And that, to me, 
is you've got one of the most powerful coaches, one of the longest tenured coaches, one of the best coaches in the league. But he is a player's guy. Yeah. He is a optimist, and he is positive, and I think he is a good cop in that organization. And it leads the Dwayne Browns and the, and the Jamals and the Quandres to think, yeah, yeah, I can hold in, and, and coach is okay with this. I don't know how that would play with Captain Bill out in New England. If he's willing to cut Cam Newton, I don't know how that plays there because that guy is Captain Bad Cop. Uh, just about every turn. So I think it's a little bit more uh, of just the dynamic within the program than it is Russell Wilson and his leadership over those guys in their business situations. I totally agree with you, Brock. And I'll say this more. It's about Pete Carroll and Pete Carroll's message of empowerment and how much he speaks only positively to build up players Yep, makes it harder to say, no, you don't deserve that. No, no, you can't. And that's why you hear Pete when, guys, he's making a statement. We sat down and talked to him. He never says sort of they're, they're not right to ask for this or, hey, Correct. we're not good. He tries, he tries to – that's on – that part's on Pete. But here's it the is. other part is that, that approach that Pete takes, he also applies it to Russell Wilson. Like mm-hmm. how many other coaches would be cool with their quarterback saying, Seattle – we got a deal in a midnight Instagram after he gave them a deadline that he wanted them to meet. So all of those same rules help like Russ benefits from him too. And he gets empowered by him. So I don't want to hear this. Oh, poor Russ. He's surrounded by selfish dudes. I am curious how Peyton and Tom Brady would handle both Pete in situations like this. Because I think that's where Colin comes from, right? I mean, I think some of his backgrounds like Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, the GOAT. Like, how would Tom Brady handle that? Maybe he'd be fine with it. I think maybe at this stage, at his his age or whatever, he'd be fine with it. I don't know how the sheriff would have handled handled that back in the day in 02, 03 when I was with him in Indianapolis. But that's because he would want someone else to go get the peons in line. Like, he would be like, I don't want to mess around with this. Like, why isn't that guy out there catching passes? For- mm. Dwayne Brown needs to be at left tackle. Get it done right now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's happy, sunshiny. Like, yeah, yep. Brett Russell, go endorse your bread. Do whatever you yep. want. Yep. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. You like my little picture I just sent you guys, by I the do. way? I do. What's, what's going on here? I mean, it looks sort of. Are you texting while you're talking to us, Brock? When I was listening to Cowherd. <laughs> So Brock sent us a picture. It's a uh, Instagram post, and it features Russell Wilson wearing sunglasses, uh, all black. He's got a black beanie on, and, and Ciara's to his left, also wearing a black beanie and all black. Uh-huh. Uh, Russ does it's, have some bling going on. It's um, art. It's art. Yeah, certainly is art. <laughs> it's art. That's for sure. Bro- Brock, did I make you mad when I tried to poke fun at you on the internet? No, no. I always worry that I'm going to no. rankle the bear. No, 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 no. I think I'm I the did. only one that gives you a hard time. It's <laughs> good. I did chuckle at it. I was like, oh, that's right. I probably didn't have to quote tweet. It wasn't even that like intentional. I was just trying to get Brady to give me an answer, and I probably... <laughs> I probably should have on, just texted him. <laughs> Brock's out here on Main Street telling Brady what to do. Brock, we love yes. talking to you. We, we will catch up with you on Thursday. We'll have a full 53-man roster to discuss. Yeah, I think we'll have some moves to discuss. I don't think Sydney's the beginning nor the end. be a lot of fun. See you, boys. All right, that is Brock Heward. He joins us on Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. We'll have Michael Bumpus with us tomorrow.